If you've been paying attention to politics at all over the last couple of years, even just a little bit, you've probably heard one name that keeps coming up over and over again. No, not former President Donald Trump. I'm talking about Hunter Biden. And for a variety of reasons, you're going to keep hearing about President Joe Biden's son as the race for the White House heats up. But I will be the first to admit, the story of Hunter Biden and all the legal twists and turns can be a little hard to follow sometimes. So today, we're going to try to straighten it out. My guest this week is CNN's Kara Scannell. She's going to tell us how we got here and why future drama in the courtroom could have a big impact from Capitol Hill to the campaign trail. From CNN, this is One Thing. I'm David Ryan. Hey there, Kara. Hey, David. So I've called on you to explain all things Hunter Biden, because frankly, there's just a lot going on in that space. And I realize our listeners may not have been tuned into every detail of this. So are you up for the challenge to explain this to me? Let's do it. Okay. So big picture, how should we think about Hunter Biden? Well, on the one hand, there's Hunter Biden, the person, and he's under criminal investigation. He's facing criminal charges, and he's involved in a lot of lawsuits. And then there's Hunter Biden, the son, and that brings with it some issues for President Biden, particularly as he's running for re-election. So both legal and political. Legal and political. That's helpful. So let's start with the legal issues then. Where does that story start? So if we rewind to 2014, Joe Biden is vice president. Hunter Biden, his youngest son, is living the high life. He is a consultant. He's making millions of dollars working with a company in Ukraine called Burisma, working with Chinese companies and Chinese billionaires. Uh, At the same time, he's also struggling with an addiction to alcohol and crack cocaine. More breaking news tonight. Hunter Biden is under federal investigation. And then in 2018, the Justice Department opens a criminal investigation into Hunter Biden. It's being led by the U.S. attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, and it is slowly being investigated behind the scenes. We don't learn anything about this until 2020, just around the presidential election. Right, now, they've been taking a look at uh, Hunter Biden's uh, business activities overseas, principally in, in China, and, and in particular, whether or not uh, there were any violations of tax and money laundering laws. Now, this investigation opened under Trump. It continued under Trump. And when Biden took over as president, he kept the U.S. attorney that Trump appointed, David Weiss, who was overseeing this investigation, in place. That had continued to work behind the scenes, as criminal investigations always do, until June of this year when we learned that Hunter Biden had reached a deal. He was going to plead guilty to two tax misdemeanor charges, reach a deal to avoid prosecution on a gun possession charge. And that is where we went in July to Delaware for this what is normally a routine, maybe 45-minute plea hearing. Right now, drama in Delaware. Hunter Biden's plea deal is crumbling inside a courtroom. And instead, it was three and a half hours long. The judge wouldn't sign off on it. And Hunter Biden walked out of there pleading not guilty to the tax charges. So he left the day thinking everyone's going to come back with a new deal that she'll They're eventually sign off They're just going to rewrite it and do this again. Exactly. But that's not what happened. So then the prosecutors told the judge they were not going to be able to reach a deal. Good afternoon. 
I'm here today to announce the appointment of David Weiss as a special counsel. And that David Weiss, the U.S. Attorney for Delaware, who's leading this investigation, asked to be named special counsel. Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, held a press conference announcing that Weiss was given the special counsel authority, which meant that he had the ability to bring this case anywhere, that he had resources, and that he would write a report at the end of the investigation. I am confident that Mr. Weiss will carry out his responsibility in an even-handed and urgent manner and in accordance with the highest traditions of this department. Thank you. But this is the guy that had been investigating from the beginning, all the way back in 2018, right? So why at that moment was he named special counsel? This is the unanswered question that has been hanging over this investigation as everything has played out. Now, Merrick Garland said that David Weiss told him that this investigation had reached the stage where a special counsel status was necessary, but no one has explained what happened and what that stage means. Mm. We do have breaking news just into CNN, and that is news that Hunter Biden has now been indicted on gun charges. This, of course, fast forward a few weeks later. Now, special counsel David Weiss announces that they have an indictment against Hunter Biden, charging him with three gun charges, two false statement charges relating to um, statements that he made filling out an ATF form where he said he wasn't using or addicted to cocaine or an illegal drug, and then one felony charge for possessing this gun while he was addicted to or using a controlled substance. In this case, Hunter Biden has been very public about his abuse of cocaine. See, again, this is a historic moment. The first time DOJ has charged the son of a sitting president. Your so reaction- that was a dramatic turn of events. And Hunter Biden is due in court on October 3rd to face these charges. Wow. I mean, that escalated quickly from that courtroom in Delaware where they thought this was all going to be wrapped up to a full-blown indictment. So... I've heard about these IRS whistleblowers as it kind of relates to all of this. Can you explain that to me? Right. So there are these IRS agents who worked on the case, including one of the supervisors. They went to Capitol Hill as whistleblowers earlier this year, saying that they thought that David Weiss was being hamstrung in this investigation and that there was political interference, that he wasn't able to actually investigate Hunter Biden uh, without kind of these handcuffs on him. In so, they were recommending for approval felony and misdemeanor charges for the 2017, 18, and 19 tax years. That did not happen here, and I am not sure why. They went to Congress and said that they had recommended that they bring felony tax charges against Hunter Biden, not the misdemeanor that he ultimately was going to plead guilty to. Mm. And they said that the U.S. attorney, David Weiss, had told them in a meeting that he didn't have the authority to bring this case and that he was denied special counsel status. It appeared to me, based on what I experienced, that the U.S. attorney in Delaware in our investigation was constantly hamstrung, limited, and marginalized by DOJ officials, as well as other U.S. attorneys. Now, Merrick Garland and David Weiss say, no, 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 that's not true. He always had the authority to bring the case wherever he wanted, and he didn't ask for special counsel status at that time. What CNN has reported, or colleagues on the Hill, have read through transcripts of many of these agents that were in this October 7, 2022 meeting that is the basis for some of the whistleblower claims. And they don't remember it the same way as the whistleblower does. Mm. They're saying that David Weiss never said he didn't have authority 
authority. He had to take additional steps to make a case in another jurisdiction. But they say he never said he didn't have it. So there's some friction there. These allegations of full-blown interference, not necessarily that cut and dry. Exactly. How has Hunter responded to all of this? After his deal has fallen apart and it's clear that he is going to be facing serious criminal investigations and charges, his legal team takes on a much more aggressive strategy. They have filed multiple lawsuits. They have sued the IRS saying that their agents, the whistleblowers, have released Hunter Biden's taxes illegally, that they violated his privacy. He has sued Rudy Giuliani for distributing materials that Giuliani claims came from Hunter Biden's laptop. We're seeing a much more aggressive approach to try to, it seems, stop people from spreading information about Hunter Biden in the midst of these political issues that are facing him and his father, with Republicans really beginning now to focus on the Biden family. Okay, Kara, so we've outlined the legal issues for Hunter Biden. He will likely plead not guilty to charges brought by the special counsel, and that case could end up going to trial. But what about the political issues that you mentioned for his father, President Joe Biden? Yeah, so these political issues have been swirling around Hunter Biden and Joe Biden going back to at least 2014. That's when Hunter joined the board of that Ukrainian energy company, Burisma. At the time, Biden was the vice president and his part of his job was to oversee the White House policy toward Ukraine. And the issue of Ukraine and Biden's role was brought up during the first impeachment trial of Donald Trump. That call was perfect. It couldn't have been. Right, I remember this. The famous best phone call, right? <laughs> that, that perfect tr- phone call. Thank you. The One perfect, perfect phone call that Trump had. President. president Trump urged the Ukrainian president over and over to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden and his son. And he volunteered the help of the U.S. Justice Department to do it. Saying he wouldn't give him aid unless they open an investigation into Joe Biden and his involvement with Burisma or his son's involvement with Burisma. On the call, Trump doesn't explicitly threaten to continue withholding the money in exchange for an investigation into the Bidens. There was never any quid pro quo. But the president does suggest the U.S. is getting a raw deal. So that was the focus of that first impeachment. Uh, Trump was acquitted, but Republicans continued to press this issue. Mm. In 2020, Republican-led Senate committees released an 87-page report where they were looking at whether Biden had influenced U.S. policy. They found that there was no improper interference or wrongdoing. Now we're seeing the flip side of that coin where they're looking at Biden and saying, well, did you benefit Mm -hmm. from your son's involvement with Burisma, his involvement with Chinese companies? And that is where Republicans are putting a lot of their focus now. So, so far, there's been a lot more talk than there has been of evidence that they presented. We've got three committees focusing on Biden and Hunter Biden, looking at the family relationships. There's a lot of allegations that there's money, millions of dollars flowing between the Bidens. They have not actually showed any money flowing from Hunter Biden to Joe Biden or from Burisma to Joe Biden. Despite these serious allegations... It appears that the president's family has been offered special treatment by Biden's own administration. 
There's also another committee looking at the potential cover-up, and that is this idea of the Justice Department slow-walking the investigation or not pursuing certain leads. Um, But they don't have the hard evidence yet. These are allegations of abuse of power, obstruction, and corruption. And they warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. No hard evidence, like you say, but yet House Republicans are moving forward with an impeachment inquiry, not a full impeachment, but an impeachment inquiry looking into President Joe Biden. So what are they going to be looking for? So one of the issues that the Republicans are pushing is that Joe Biden received money as part of Hunter Biden's work on Burisma. Mm. And one of Hunter Biden's business partners testified uh, before the committees. His name is Devin Archer, not a household name. But he was pressed on this. And he said that Hunter Biden was selling the illusion of access to his father, but that he was not aware of any actual involvement by Joe Biden in their business. Now, he said Joe Biden attended some dinners um, and dinners that were held at, you know, restaurant in D.C. with some foreign people that Hunter Biden was working with. uh, But he said that they spoke pleasantries. He also said that he was in the room with Hunter Biden and recalled at least 20 times where Hunter Biden put his dad on speakerphone in the presence of business associates. But he said that these conversations did not involve talk about the business. It was more their conversations were about the weather and other lighthearted topics. Mm, The idea there is like, it might not look great to be busting out the vice president in all of these random conversations, but not necessarily illegal. Yeah, the optics are not good for now President Biden, Fair questions to ask, why was he showing up at a dinner that his son was holding while he was vice president with foreign business individuals? Uh, But they have not presented any evidence that Joe Biden received any money from these foreign deals or that he was involved in any of Hunter Biden's business deals. The Committee on Oversight and Accountability will come to order. So last week, the House made their first foray on the impeachment front. They held their first hearing to lay out how they're going to move forward with this and having people talk about money flows and transfers, even though none of these individuals were actually involved in Hunter Biden's business. I am not here today to even suggest that there was corruption, fraud, or any wrongdoing. In my opinion, more information needs to be gathered and assessed before I would make such an assessment. So I'm taking note of the calendar here with all this care, because we're just about a year away from the 2024 election and mere months away from the Iowa caucuses. So how much of this inquiry is just a political act by Republicans to kind of, you know, tie the name Biden with the terms impeachment, corruption, shady deals, you know, whatever they want to throw out there as much as possible between now and November 2024? I mean, this is part of the plan. It's something that candidate Trump wants them to do. He wants to keep questions around Biden and his ethics and his family business at the forefront. Former President Trump has been indicted four times, and he is going to trial during the presidential campaign on some of these charges. Uh, So the Republicans want a counter narrative to his rival, Joe Biden. So as we head into this campaign season, Hunter Biden's legal woes are still going to be hanging. It's not even just the politics and the impeachment, but also 
Hunter Biden is now indicted on gun charges. Prosecutors have signaled that they are likely to bring tax charges. And the relationship between Hunter Biden and his father is very close. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my son. They've gone through a lot of trauma in their life together. As people say, Joe Biden's soft spot is his weak spot. And it's going to be this tension between father and son as the father's on the campaign trail and his son is having to deal with all of these serious legal questions at the same time. I have have great confidence in my son. I love him. And uh, he's on a straight and narrow, and he has been for a couple years now. And I'm just so proud of him. Kara, thank you. Thanks for having me. One Thing is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Paolo Ortiz and me, David Rind. Matt Dempsey is our production manager. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. And Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It actually helps the show, so we appreciate it. We'll be back next Sunday. Talk to you then. <laughs>